Hi, my name is Kate McGaw. I'm the CEO of Arclight Agile, and welcome to part two of High Performing Teams. So the third one is one, the third thing is, is one that people are surprised with in class. So I'm curious what you think about it. High performing teams invest time bonding over non-work topics. 100% agree. Yeah. 100% agree. And I have, you know, worked very hard. Yeah, people, they, again, like we go to work and we don't want to not like our coworkers. And we want to go to lunch with people. We want to talk to them. Like, this is the person sitting next to me. We all know what the cycle is during the day. We have our heads down, we're doing some work, and then somebody asks a question, and that snowballs to a discussion about what they watched on television last night. And yeah. there's that, that sort of, like, cycle of quiet work, conversation, conversation. Oh, we got to better get back to work. And yeah. that's, that's the rhythm of people doing their work. So... Uh, the best teams I've ever worked on were people that we could tease each other. We could play games together. We could, like, we were like, not a gang. That's, but we were like a little, like, that's my team. That's the, those are people that I would go to bat for and would go to bat for me. So hundred percent. And I think you know? this is one that we need to remember in the hybrid environment mm -hmm. because we don't have the, we're working in the same room, the same yep. area. We don't have the going out for lunch. So yep. particularly scrum masters and leaders need to factor this in, whether yep. it's, I mean, it, it could be segue questions um, at the start of meetings. It could be sort of other I don't, I mean, it could be different events in the evening. It could be, I don't know, maybe you're doing a, a wine tasting virtually or something like that. It, yep. It's definitely got to be planned for because it doesn't happen naturally if we're in a hybrid or remote environment, I don't think. No, and, and I think that that's 100%. I know that I've worked, you know, whether, whether we've gotten online and played Among Us you know, like a, some online collaborative game or some of these free like card games that you can play, or we've just had a happy hour on Friday, Yeah. you know, and for some of us, it's a little bit after work hours. And for some of us, it's lunchtime, Yeah. but you get together and you just talk about, I, I remember doing one, one time and people kind of came and they're like, why are we doing this? And it's just like, cause it's COVID and it's yeah. Friday and we would normally be having a drink in the office so, and then it spun into this weird conversation about goats and all <laughs> of a sudden, no, it was the weirdest thing. And just became, and then people on the call became obsessed about goats. And the next thing I knew there was a Slack channel about goats and people were posting pictures about goats for like weeks after this happy hour. <laughs> so, you know, we do have to carve out that time in a hybrid or fully remote environment to, you know, I'm I'm in that situation where I'm fully remote, but people on my team get to go into the office day or two a week. And I'm very jealous because yeah. they're having, you know, the holiday parties, whether it's Diwali or Christmas or whatever. Like they've had these potlucks and they've done yeah. things and they've had games and they're doing. And it's just like and then you just sit at home alone by yourself and you're like, I want to I want to go. Yeah. 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 yeah so major, major FOMO. Fear, yeah. fear of missing out and I think there's always a struggle when you have when everyone's remote or everyone's in the office I think it's easier I think yes. we are struggling I think the the 
the the hybrid where different people are different yes. things is where we're really struggling at the moment. Yes, I I, I completely agree because I know that's wearing on me. Yeah, and in fact, a whole bunch of fully remote people had a meeting where we're like, "Hey, fully remote people, let's all get together and we'll be like fully remote together." Yeah, and it's not yeah. the same thing, yeah. but we can try. Yeah. And, and it also turns into a bit of a, we need to be careful. It's not a them and an us. Yes. Well, and I said that I've, I've sort of pointed that out because the, the company I'm working for right now is a travel ban on. Okay. And it's just like, yeah. well, I can't get FaceTime with my higher ups, but yet these people that are in the office are having lunch with this person one or two days a week. Like that's not fair for, for my professional development. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it, that is, those are stressors. Those are real stressors on our, cause we all have to be professional and, you know, yeah. like that's part of the gig. So yeah, it's hard. It, and, and I think the remote thing, yeah, it makes scrum harder. It was better when we were all remote. Yeah. Hybrid, hybrid makes it harder. It, it does, but I think what Scrum does do is it allows us to do hybrid better than a regular team because we have our backlog, we have our goals. Yes. We, we, yeah. we, we, are all, we are all moving in the same direction. Yeah, you, I don't need to be watching you to yeah. know you're doing your work. You know what you need to do. You've worked this up. Yeah. You know, we, you, we've got our sprint. Okay, uh, you know... I, Again, like I'm ready for you to work independently as opposed to like on an assembly line. Yeah. Yeah. And then so so number four in this article is high performing teams give and receive appreciation more frequently. So the from their colleagues, they get they say from their colleagues, they get 72 percent more appreciation and from their managers, 79 percent more. So those are huge differing numbers for giving and receiving feedback. And, and when we think about our scrum teams, we're, we're checking in with each other in daily scrum every day. We're syncing yeah. our activities for the next 24 hours. Yeah. At the end of our sprint, we're doing a retrospective. So we're looking at what went well, what didn't go so well. Um, and one of the things I like to do sometimes in the retrospective is more of the, the I think it's called the learning format, sort of happy face, sad face, um, light bulb, what bright ideas. And then there was a bunch of flowers. Who do you want to appreciate this sprint? And right. it was a great way to give appreciation back to other people on the team. Right. And I think that's kind of baked into the retro. Yeah. I think it's also project-based work tends to be order taker work. You know, it's because it's everything got planned out. You just have to go and execute it as opposed to the creativity I think that is inherent in scrum. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like, there will be one big thanks at the end of this project when we're all done. Like yeah. everybody will be, be think two years down the line and half the people have left. Right. So that, that only gets a thank you when it's done as opposed to like scrum where it's every two weeks. It's like, so-so yeah. was the hero of the sprint. They jumped in and helped the team out. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's a very different animal because we're, 
you know, we're, 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 we're just finishing things far faster as opposed yeah. to like, yay, that project's over. And everybody, to be quite honest, is exhausted at the end of a project and they've forgotten all the heroic yeah. efforts. Yeah. And I think the, 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 Agile principle about sustainable pace is what yes. Scrum allows us to do is have that sustainable pace um, and avoid hopefully that the, the death march at the end of the project and things like that. I, I watch it because I'm part of a group that's like Scrum Masters and Project Managers. And I hear about these things that are projects yeah. and they all like as they near their end. And these are big projects. These are not mm -hmm. like little things. Death march is exactly yeah. the way like they're just they're literally like we're so close nothing can blow up they're just literally like just get us inside the gates slam the gate shut behind us i'll turn this over to hypercare and i'm gonna run for the hills yeah, yeah. It just, i hear it all the time it's like they just they're so close to escape yeah yeah, and I think even within this the sprint itself, when we have scrum teams, yes, at the end of the sprint, we can we can do the what went well, what didn't go so well. But we can also be gathering. I have some scrum masters who will have a box on their desk mm -hmm. and they're gathering appreciations and feedback yeah. and thoughts throughout the entire sprint so that by the time you reach the end of the two weeks, we've got a fairly good idea on the, what's happened every single day of the sprint. Yeah, I've tried that before. Yeah. I've definitely tried that. But um, yeah, I think it, it definitely bakes in more appreciation. Yeah. In so, a way that projects don't. Yeah. So number five, high performing teams are more authentic at work. I think that's right. Because they've taken ownership. They've taken ownership. They've been more involved as opposed to people that are just there to get something done. And yeah. they're under the gun. Yeah. I think people that are enjoying the work they do and are doing creative things that they have input in, input ownership, you know, th they're taking responsibility for, are obviously going to have more fun than people who are like being told what to do and when to do it and like really being held accountable for things that are beyond their control. I, yeah. I, yeah, that one makes sense. I've yeah. never, I've never worked in fun project environments. The project environments, it, it, like, again, we were just saying it's a death march yeah. as opposed to scrum where it's like, we can see the light of day. Like, we're going to end this sprint come hell or high water yeah. you know, next Wednesday and maybe something rolled over or maybe we got it all done. But, like, you know. We're, either, we're being honest. Yeah, we're being I mean, honest. Yeah, and we're, we're being open and it, it doesn't mean everything's happy all the time we are we're no. we are sharing negative things but yes. we're comfortable sharing negative things yes. so we share our highs we share share our lows but we're, we're being authentic and honest with each other but but i think a lot of this comes back to trust if we don't have the trust within our teams right. then we we're not going to feel comfortable or safe being honest yeah, and you want, but you're also building a persistent team. Yeah. You're building a persistent team of people that like each other, and they're going to be friendlier than people that have just been thrown together and are all under the, you know, are all in the same death march. Yeah. Like, I've seen it time and time and time again. Yeah, I think that's, it's, I, I think that's a, it's very real. Yeah, yeah, so... I think I, I like that list. So 
five things um, high-performing teams do differently. So they're not afraid to pick up the phone. They're more strategic with their meetings. They invest time bonding over non-work topics. They give and receive appreciation more frequently. And they're more authentic at work. Yeah, I I think that that, I think that that's all true. And I think a lot of it comes from the scrum and agile philosophy, the values, the principles and the sort of processes that it engenders that just allow for people to to do their best work. And those things all flow from that involvement. Yeah. And the fact that we every two weeks we're retrospecting, how can we get better? How can we get better? is yep. playing right into the continuing to grow. Yeah, 100%. So, that sounds like a good place to stop. So high-performing teams. Hopefully you are on your way to, if you are not there already, high-performing teams <laughs> in your environment. Thank you for joining us today. You will find us on Twitter at Arclight Agile. You will also find us on LinkedIn at forward slash Arclight Agile. So share your thoughts with us on this episode and send us any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future.